Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. He's the man best qualified to take care of your car at every Texaco station. Clean across the nation. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star. Wow, where's that guy when you need him to handle your money? Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. The year 1960. Two important things happened that year. Number one, yours truly was born. But number two, and maybe just as important and just as entertaining, the Texaco theme song was invented. That's right, Aaron, hit it again. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. He's the man best qualified to take care of your car at every Texaco station. Clean across the nation. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star. So what happened to that guy who wore the star? Well, apparently Texaco either merged or something happened, but I think what we remember so much about that jingle and about the days of old is the concept of full service. Well, welcome folks to the Worry-Free Retirement. And as we uh, include uh, part two of our service beyond the sale, I got to bring up the Texaco guy again and just how important those fellows were to our society and the emphasis on service back in the 60s and 70s when you could enjoy full service gasoline stations. But no more. No, you're left to pull up to that uh, sometimes dingy looking self-serve pump, depending on where you're located. Grab a germ-infested pump yourself and a squeegee on a stick, and you're expected to pump your own gas, all in the name of saving money. Well, that may be all well and good when you're pumping gas, but not when it comes to retirement and the money somebody's going to have to handle for you when you retire. And that's the focus of today's show on the Worry-Free Retirement. Before we get started, though, on this beautiful, actually, afternoon, normally we record these in the morning, a beautiful afternoon here in Louisville, Kentucky, on January 19th, 2021, with me in the studio is America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orandro. Good afternoon, Aaron. Hey, good morning, sir. Or good afternoon. You're right. You just said it. You just <laughs> talked about it for 30 seconds. You're right. Good afternoon. It's hard, though. Habits are funny. It is. Habits are hard to break. How many times have you said good morning to me on a TV or radio show? Probably, what, five, six hundred at least? About six hundred times, probably. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, yes, on the Worry-Free Retirement, if you missed last week's show, we'll be telling you more about how you can catch up on past episodes of the radio show, TV show, all that good stuff. But we really are emphasizing this concept of service beyond the sale. And I'm seeing a huge problem develop out in the uh, society of 
all of these folks, these baby boomers and people getting ready to retire. In fact, we often quote the statistic that 10,000 people, let me repeat that, 10,000 people will hit 65 each and every day, and that means a lot of people wanting to sell them their retirement wares. But the question is, anybody can sell you something. The question is, what is going to happen after your money leaves your hands and into the pockets of somebody else? And that's the topic of today's show. But first of all, Aaron, before we get into the, the meat of our show today, uh, we did this show last week and it introduced the Texaco guy. Did you say you'd never heard of the Texaco, the guy wears the star? I mean, I've heard of Texaco, but I, I don't think I've ever heard that jingle before. No. It's pretty catchy, isn't it? Yeah. You can trust your car to Start the man. my head now. Yeah, it's, it sticks in your head. I tell you what, I, uh, as you know, I majored in broadcasting. I had a double major in broadcasting and psychology from Western Kentucky University where I graduated. But um, I really wanted to get into broadcasting big time. I had a little radio gig uh, during college at WFKN and Radio in Franklin. And I just thought jingles were kind of cool. You know, you don't really hear many good jingles anymore, but that's a good one, and that's one that sticks with you. And I'll tell you what the key word in that whole thing is, Aaron, is the word trust. Because back then, your car, you know, you just relied on people to service your car. When you pulled in, that service station pretty much did everything other than major repairs. Right. So if you pulled in, had a bad tire, they'd take you back in the bay. If uh, you needed a tune-up, they did it right there. The guy would run around, wash your windows, check all your points, check your fluids. I mean, that was a pretty cool. It's, it's awesome. And then if you had a major problem, of course, you'd take it to the dealer. But, yeah, folks, in the 60s and 70s, for those that remember, or maybe too old to care, who knows, but, I mean, they, they were awesome. But again, the option of doing it yourself, saving money, and I get it, um, just kind of overrode things. Oh, it's funny, Aaron. I used to be in the Noon Lions Club. You knew that, didn't you? Yeah, we talked about that a few episodes back. And, and I should have checked this before I went on the air. This is kind of embarrassing. And he may have already passed, but there was a gentleman. I won't name his name. There was a gentleman that owned several convenience stores in Bowling Green years ago. Okay, so I'll just set the stage that way. People in Bowling Green know who I'm talking about. And he was in Noon Lines, and he wanted to talk one day. And we said, yeah, you can be the speaker. He was just going to give the history of the convenience store. And it was pretty interesting stuff. And the funniest story he heard, he said, yeah, I remember. This was when self-service stations actually began to get popular. He said, I remember I had my little convenience store, and some guy comes blowing in there, and I happened to be there. And he said, hey, sir, uh, you know, what if you put some gas pumps out front, something like this, Aaron, and you provide a service where they just pump themselves. Now, this guy was old school. He's like, wait a minute. You're wanting me or expecting me to put gas pumps in the front of my convenience store, and you really and truly think people are going to get out of their car and pump their own gas. And this guy was from out of state. He goes, no, we've been testing out. People will do it if they can save money. He said, you are crazy. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody will so do that. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, here we are. That's, that's all people do now. I think the last... I know where I grew up over on Goodrich uh, when I was a youngster um, on Southland Drive. My mom tells me that they recently closed that service station. That guy had been there 40-something years. Uh, behind me when I grew up, a guy named Tommy Duval. I think it was a little Phillips 66. They could do anything. So, folks, you say, well, okay, Tony, get the point. What does this have to do with retirement planning? Well, what's happened, folks, is it's gone from full service to self-service in terms of retirement planning. So when I come back... We're going to talk about the idea of what are you doing with your 401k plan, whether you're retired or retiring soon. Why are so many people after that? And we're going to talk about the four stages of the retirement cycle 
and why full service is really the only way to know if you're going to be worry-free in retirement or not. Good stuff coming your way. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, and we're talking about service beyond the sale, something that's getting harder and harder to find in these days. So what I thought I would do, I came up with something, touched on it last week, but I'm going to go into a little more detail today, and it's called the four stages of the retirement cycle. So here's what's going on. Let's, let's imagine you're getting ready to retire. Uh, maybe you've received a you know, dinner seminar invitations, you're listening to a show like this, seeing my TV show, you've been on the internet Googling around, you're looking for information. You need help planning for retirement. Uh, you're looking to roll over a 401k. You recently received an inheritance and you don't know what to do with it. Whatever the situation is, believe it or not, there is a sales cycle going on out in the world. And it's uh, very, it, there's nothing wrong with it when, you know, a lot of times, Aaron, when you hear the word sales, it, it, a little bit, you kind of... Uh, you cringe a little bit. A little cringe, yeah. And you shouldn't because as Zig Ziglar says, nothing happens in this world till somebody sells something. But uh, so here's how it kind of goes. Uh, let's go through these. First, the first stage of any sales cycle, retirement cycle, buying a car, it doesn't matter. Somebody is going to be marketing a message to you. So, Aaron, I'll pick on you. You're thinking about a car. I know Derek recently leased a car. You have to assume that you're probably, if you're in need for a car, going to be listening a little more intently to ads on the radio or TV about cars, right? Sure. They catch your attention. Sure. Yeah. If you're not in the, if you're not in the, whatever, what if you're not in the market, let's say for a car, the marketing they're doing to you is not going to speak to you, right? right? It's like, I don't need a car. Right. But if you're in the market for a car and you're seeing ads galore, it's like, man, that's all I'm seeing are ads on TV. Well, and even my job, Tony, you know, doing this radio show and the TV show every week, you know, I, uh, I don't really make this show for people my age. I don't really make the show for my buddies or anything else because they're not looking at retirement. <laughs> I try go. to keep that, you know, I try to keep that Joe Lunchbox character in mind when I'm trying to think about, okay, what would he like to see? That's what right. would he like to hear? Things of that nature. So that falls into marketing. Per perfect. And that's what we would call target marketing. So what is your target audience? So what happens is, folks, as Aaron says, more than likely if you're retired or nearing retirement, which is what the show content is geared toward, that age range, people who are savers, they don't like to take a lot of risk. Again, that's the message. That's the marketing message. You're probably going to say, hey, okay, what's this guy got to say? I got a 401k or I just got an inheritance. But guess what? There's a lot of people out there, Aaron, thousands of them throughout the state of Kentucky that are trying to market to you as well on that same message. So the, the point is, while some people maybe are better at marketing than others, anybody can market. Wouldn't you agree with that? I mean, Agreed. take anything. Yeah. As long as you got a license, you can insurance license, securities license. You could run an ad or put an ad in the, on the internet, whatever. That's marketing. Okay. 
So that's the first stage. So assuming you like the message or intrigued by the message, you respond to the message. And I, I do like to use dinner seminars because they're starting to come back now that COVID's kind of out, you know, running its course. But so you receive a dinner seminar invitation in the mail. That's marketing, right? Because yep. you haven't acted on it. It's just a message. You go to the steak dinner place. Now, this is key, folks. You don't know this. Now you've gone to stage two, which is sales. See, a lot of people don't realize this. Once you attend the dinner seminar, you're saying, well, they, they said they're not going to sell me anything. No, the sales process has begun because they're assuming you had interest or you wouldn't have taken the time. Even if it is a free steak dinner, you're not going to come there unless you got an interest of some sort, right? Right. I mean, even if a car dealership, to drive to a car dealership, you probably have some interest. I don't, I don't aimlessly go to car dealerships and just walk around. I've got an interest. So the sales process, folks, has begun. They are going to pitch you on an idea, talk about retirement, bring up annuities, whatever it is, the sales process has begun. So what happens? Well, let's say you're there at the dinner seminar or you're listening to this show or whatever it is, and you say, you know what? I kind of like that message. I think I'm going to meet with that person and go through a plan or whatever. So we do that with people all the time. You've seen my schedule today. It's been pretty busy. We've yes, had sir. a lot of new appointments today. We call those first appointments. Those are people, most of them, who've watched the TV show or listened to the radio show, and they call our office or go online and set up an appointment to see me in person, which they do. So that's the sales process. Now, what we do, we're going to assess their situation and then if they're interested in working with us, investing money, we go to stage three, and we call that onboarding. What does onboarding mean? Well, that means when you buy anything, anything especially pretty involved, especially with money, there's paperwork to be filled out. We have to make copies of driver's license. We have to have current statements. We sometimes have to go get the money. We have to maybe make a rollover call. It can go on and on. That's called onboarding. We're trying to get them on as a client. Almost think of it this way, Aaron. You're at the airport. But you're not on the plane yet, and you're wanting to fly, right? Well, you got to get a ticket. You got to go through security. You got to check in. You got to get your seat. I mean, and then hopefully the plane takes off. So our job is to get you on board and fly the plane. Now, here's where it gets really a little testy. And I would argue, I, I, I really mean this, and I hope people that are in my business listening to the show don't take this personally. I would argue that I could teach my granddaughter, Scout, how to market sell, and maybe even on board. She probably couldn't do this. But in fact, I was even working a little bit, Aaron, over the weekend with her. Can we cut to that audio of her? It's only a few seconds, but she's pretty good. Listen to how quickly she's picking up on the, the lingo of our business. Mailbox money. Ah, oh, yes, little scout. Actually, she's got a little ways to go, folks. But my point is, uh, in fact, I used to train people, Aaron. You met a lot of these gentlemen. I had marketing organizations whose retirement planners they were trying to plan weren't doing a very good job. So they thought because we have had some success, they would fly in these folks from all over the country and I was supposed to train them in retirement planning. And you sat in on some of these meetings and I mean, I spent a lot of time with some of these folks. And what I found is they just didn't have a process. That was the problem. But they could sell and they could certainly move money over. But after that, there was nothing there. So folks, what I'm going to do here, when I come back, I'm going to bring in our own Connie Fortney. And then I'm also going to bring in my favorite son-in-law, Trey. And I'm going to talk to them both about the services we offer at Tony Walker Financial. So the first three stages, let's summarize. Yes, we do marketing. Yes, we do sales. And yes, we do onboarding. But what happens after the onboarding? 
And you're going to find out that in retirement planning, if you don't have a crackerjack team of service specialists, a multitude of fiduciaries, local people that can help you on your side, that can answer your questions, you don't have a game plan at all. We'll learn more about this on the Worry-Free Retirement. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no obligation appointment. Let us help you today. With us in the studio, come on in, is my favorite son-in-law, Mr. Trey Jurgens. And Trey, wow. Well, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. What, what do you got there, partner? So these are uh, today's delivery binders. So kind of on this sales cycle, the end of the onboarding, almost that yellow arrow there, when I sit down for about a half hour with clients, after all the money's gotten to where it needs to be, I sit down and go through this entire binder. So yeah, we call this, and go, are those all appointments you've got today and tomorrow? Or? Oh, just today. Oh, just today. So all of those folks that Trey is going to sit down with, one reason I like Trey or Heather in the Bowling Green office doing the delivery is because I also want these clients to know, although I've probably taken them through a lot of the sales process, I want them to get to meet you so they can understand that, hey, you know what you're talking about as well, and you can take the time to really go through and then make sure they don't have any final questions. So when you go through these binders with folks, uh, what tends to be the reaction of someone that sees how much detail we put into those binders? Yeah, they really like the entire binder put together because at this point we had probably met with them for the first time, maybe even five, six weeks prior. So once we get back through this, we update all the numbers, all the balances, sometimes the money um, comes over in different amounts. So everything gets detailed, up to date. The income plan, if we've had some discussions on maybe modifying things, we get everything that's specific to them. So this is just one client's binder. Everything in here, the income plan, if they have questions, if it's three days or three weeks later, we mm -hmm. can pull up everything in front of us here at the office and answer any questions. Yeah, and you said that. I don't want people to think uh, five weeks. Why does it take so long? But I was going to say, yeah, so when we start out with marketing, by the time they meet with us, I've already probably met with them a couple of times, mm -hmm. and then kind of go through that process because you're involved in a lot of rollover calls. How, Although the process can start immediately, sometimes it does take a while to move everything over, let us get everything situated. Go through that process once somebody says, yeah, I'm signing on the dotted line, I want to work with you guys. Yeah, so that's, that's really kind of as the onboarding starts, we'll kind of step in, we assist start to finish in the call to the company, the institution where that 401k pension is, and we assist them through getting that money either to Charles Schwab directly, or if some of it's going to annuity, sometimes to Charles Schwab, then to the annuity. So the process of that does take a little bit, but we make sure everything gets where it needs to be. We update everything, we slow down yeah. and answer any questions they have. So once they get this binder, there shouldn't be any questions unanswered. That's great. And I know you've been with me now four years, but just uh, the ability, how you've kind of learned to service those folks and 
provide that extra, I guess, uh, time to spend with them to make sure they're comfortable with everything we've done, give them one final look-see. Uh, we just really appreciate it. I know our clients are, get, are appreciating getting to know you and Heather as well. So yeah. thank you very much, Trey. Yeah, very welcome. Okay. I know you need to skedaddle and start delivering some binders. <laughs> Guess who we're getting ready to talk to now? Connie. Connie Fortney. Oh, so yeah. You take care of making a good day, Trey. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Good morning, Connie. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, you as well. Uh, you've been with me coming up on 17 years now. So in just, in just a few words, what would you say has been a huge part of our uh, experience and also our growth that we've been blessed with these past 17 years? I think just great customer service, and we, we work hard at that. Absolutely. You know, Trey talked about the onboarding process that leads to what we're going to talk about here briefly, which is the customer service. So speak to what happens with the client once they, uh, quote, officially become a client and how Tony Walker Financial really tries to make sure that service is up to par. Well, we're continually training on customer service. In fact, in two or three weeks, we have had uh, in-house training planned that we will talk about a lot of things, uh, just about how to better serve the client or save our client. And over the years, I think what we've noticed through to technology and hiring more people, but what could you speak to in terms of my willingness to invest back into the business so that we can hire really good people to continue to provide that service? Well, you have always told us that uh, if we ever realize additional training that we would like to have as a staff, that you are willing to pay, pay for that and pay anything. To, so to always come to you whenever we feel that we need additional training. And we're so uh, fortunate we've got two brand new employees and I know they're working out great and appreciate you so much kind of being the office manager there and orchestrating all that. I know it's a, it's a lot of work, but I know you think it's worth it. So in, in conclusion, Connie, I know you've been with me now 17 years. What would you say you personally, the most rewarding part of your job is? I think that just uh, not thinking about uh, what we do here as a business, we truly do care about the people that we serve. Uh, we realize that we serve a lot of uh, saver clients that all they want to do is safeguard their money, uh, make sure that they don't run out uh, in retirement. We take all that seriously and we just want to respond quickly and professionally and just do a great job at, at who we serve. That's wonderful, Connie. Well, thank you so much for your time and I'll let you get back to work and you make it a good day. Looking to roll over your 401k? Then log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and learn just how easy it is to roll over and safeguard your 401k. Do it today. that sound is Aaron what is that <laughs> what, are you, what are you jingling over there okay and I know uh, you and Derek get a kick out of my storytelling and with the age difference you're probably not going to believe this one but here it goes did you realize that back in the 30s and 40s there were people out there that actually delivered ice blocks of ice to people's homes here in this country be honest um uh, I'd, I'd heard of that, but I've never, like, no, I've never witnessed okay. it, never seen it in person. Okay. Now, you're talking about an act of service. I mean, that is hard business. Guess who 
in their teenage years was a ice deliverer, got paid for it, of course. Was it you? Uh, this was in the 40s. I wasn't oh, was your uh, my dad. I bet it was, yeah, my dad. You, I bet it was your dad. Yeah, because yeah, I tell Dick Walker stories all the time. This little jingle, folks, some people may recognize that sound. It used to be on the hips of the white, uh, the servers that used to come out to the drive-in uh, eateries at the Frishes and the Jerry's, and that's a change keeper. So if the TV show would give you a better visual, obviously, but you had your quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies in here, Aaron. And when people used to give change, they got so good at it, they didn't have to look at it. They knew exactly where the quarters were, so if it was 47 cents, they just click it out and hand it to you. Pretty cool. awesome. But that's my dad's old change keeper. I mean, that thing is old. Uh, well, obviously, it says high-speed changer. Um, I was looking for a date on it. I don't see a date. But, I mean, he used it back in the 40s, so what would that be, 70, 80 years old? I don't know. But the reason I say that, folks... You know, delivering ice is an act of service. Now, I guess we could all argue, well, yeah, Tony, I'm sure your dad got paid for it. And that is true. But when you think about really, really over-the-top service, Aaron, would you agree that you can provide service, but since you don't really get paid for service, could it also be argued that I don't have to go over the top with the service? So if I buy a car from somebody, they don't have to provide over-the-top service. They're not obligated, right? No. So what really separates somebody... Okay, let's go back to the four sales cycles of retirement. We got the marketing, sales, and onboarding, which I think we agree anybody could learn to do that. Anybody could be trained to do that. Some are better than others. I get it. But why would you market sales and onboarding? The point is you're doing that to make money, and yeah. there's nothing you're wrong with that. trying to make money. No, yeah, yeah, trying to make money. So as we slide around to that fourth element, service, in our business, folks, I can, I can write this down. I'll, y'all put my hand on the Bible. In this business, there is no money ever paid to a financial advisor, retirement specialist, unless they're fee only, and most people are not fee only, for services. You don't get paid for that. So the question is, why would anybody go over the top to provide full service in retirement planning when you really don't have to? Why would you do that, Aaron? I think for two reasons. One, it's just it, it's just inherent in your nature. You know, some people were born that way or not born that way. Some people are made that way. Some people are not made that way, I guess. But also, uh, from a practical, let's go back to making the money. Uh, you know, if 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 I leave your establishment with a good taste in my mouth or a good memory, there's a good chance I'm going to a recommend you, b come visit you again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I, I I'm more than likely going to come back to you or send more business your way. Bingo. So there's two motivations. The reason we continually hire more and more staff at Tony Walker Financial, let's go over that again because I know Trey and Connie hit on this, but this is important. So we have, as of the date of this recording, in a couple of weeks, we'll have 11 full-time service administrators in the Bowling Green office serving all of our clients. That's a lot of people on payroll, and I pay them really good, Aaron, real good. And we don't work on Fridays. And you say, well, why are you doing all that for your staff? Well, because I want my staff happy because what I've learned, Aaron, you keep the staff happy, you teach them how to provide over-the-top service, and just what you said, Aaron, is going to happen. People are going to be pleased, and they're going to refer other people to you. The second reason is what you touched on earlier. Also, I think you have to have the heart of a servant. You know, the way I was brought up, and the reason I bring up Dick Walker, you know, he was in the social services business all of his life, didn't make a lot of money 
could have been a master salesman. You're talking about somebody that was really had a dynamite personality. But he chose to help people that were disadvantaged. I know he was uh, a social worker starting out. He ran the Children's Bureau in Lexington. He pretty much got it off the ground, which is now Life Skills, Barron River Mental Health in Bowling Green. He dedicated his life to serving others in the mental health field for really very little money. So I think what you have to have is the heart of a servant. It's not only just about the sale, about making money. Obviously, that's part of the process. And yeah, I have to make money to stay in business and provide all this great service. But you have to have the heart of a servant. So I ask you, as you're riding down the road or listening to this show, number one, do you have an advisor? And number two, if you do, does that person really have the heart of a servant? And the way you know they do, Aaron, is the amount of services they provide. How accessible are they? Do they continue to see you after the sale? Or do they pawn you off to others? Do they continue to show that they care just as much about you as they do your money? Well, if you kind of feel like, Tony, I don't think I have anybody like that, uh, partner. How does that work exactly? Well, that's really easy to find out more about our operation, either to talk with me in person, or you can talk to me by phone or one of our other fiduciaries. There's no cost or obligation. Why don't you do this? Why don't you log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, TonyWalkerFinancial.com, or call 877-499-9255, 877-499-WALK. And let's get started to find out more about what you're looking for and how we can serve your retirement needs, not just at the sale, but long into retirement. Do it now, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. We'll look forward to talking to you next week on the Worry-Free Retirement. Great show coming, and the title is, How Much is Enough? But in the meantime, you remember, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.